Hello, welcome to the Bristol and Biophilistic Club podcast. Today we're talking about the Woo Man. The, the Woo, woo man. man. The Woo, woo man. man. The Woo Man. <laughs> as you probably could tell by the title. So it's all about female fitness today. But is female fitness just really simple? Is, is it, it about just kettlebell squats and barbell hip thrusts? Or is it just it? about male fitness? Is it the same? Is, it, is female fitness and male fitness the same? Let's delve into it. Well, okay, where do you want to start? Answer my first question. Is female fitness purely all about just doing barbell hip thrusts and kettlebell squats? It seems to be the fad at the moment that a lot of girls, women hitting the gym seem to be doing hip thrusts. It's all about building the booty. What do you think? I think that I wouldn't judge a woman for coming in and doing barbell hip thrusts or kettlebell squats or anything like that because they are decent exercises. However... There's better things you could be doing? There are potentially better things that you could be doing, but when I see that is the only thing that they're doing yeah, multiple times a week, I think maybe it's not likely that they have a hip thrust fetish. I think it's likely that they've fallen into some sort of, you know, influencer trap. I was just about to say that. That. So what what are we going for? Are we going to go for some influencers or are we just going to just stick to dropping knowledge bombs? I think I think women are following very successful social media influencers. And I mean successful in the fact that they have a lot of followers. View count successful. Yeah, exactly. And the hit for us seems to be the go-to movement for building the booty at the moment, for women specifically. Obviously, men can do it too. Um, But yeah, I think they're falling into that trap where they're following these influencers on Instagram or TikTok. TikTok fitness is pretty trash for the most part. And they're going down that road when really there's much better things you can be doing to build your bum and your leg in general. We've always had kind of fitness equipment fads and stuff like that throughout fitness, even going back to like the early 1900s. But it seems that the vast majority of female fitness has always maintained that there is a certain amount of fads with yeah. it. So at least with when it comes to like general fitness and you, what you'd class as men's health, men's fitness, men's strength, all of the, you know, whether it's the muscle magazines, whether it's the sports coaching and all that kind of thing, there was always the superficial kind of element. And, you know, Eugene Sandow came out with loads of fitness equipment that you could do at home to get that kind of body and stuff like that. Whether Mm. it would get you that kind of body, I'd suggest probably not. If you've ever used a chest expander, I don't think that it's... uh, (laughs) It's not really the full body workout that would build that. Yeah, it's Um, not going to do the trick. But, um, you know, but with regards to female fitness, I mean, you can look back because obviously there... Yeah, to a certain extent, there are female sports and stuff like that. But like even like in the 1950s, like mm. 1950s housewives, there's like all of these weird, <laughs> you know, fitness equipment at home type gadgets and gizmos and stuff like that. Yep. I think what's, what has come along now, though, is more of a community aspect because female fitness from a community perspective, I think, has gotten 
a lot bigger than it was. It used to be that the women that were just really serious into, you know, uh, strength in particular, they would be going and training at gyms. There weren't necessarily female gyms. Mm-hmm. So there was, if you think of Westside Barbell or something like that, some grotesque, horrible place, dump, essentially. And then there would be your general morning session and then there would also be your lady session and they were all, like, very, very dedicated. They're not the, you know molly turning up after work type thing (laughs) um to do some hip thrusts or something like that what really is interesting is the community aspect and and how that's become like a broad thing that a lot of women tend to do whether it would be being part of a community where they go to a fitness class like a yoga studio or participate in a class or whether it's actually some woman that goes to the gym on her own but she follows Davina McCall's fitness DVDs or something like that or VHSs because that's where it was like there was so much celebrity fitness culture in the 90s and now that still exists but actually nowadays it's a little bit more about influencers and when you look at things like TikTok then there's a considerable amount of like percentage of female um, users and stuff like that is absolutely huge yeah so for all of this kind of thing, the community seems to be buying into some sort of... It's weird. It's some sort of community that you're never actually going to physically meet any of the people. Yep. Well, social media isn't really that social, is it, really? Anti-social media. It's very anti-social. Yeah. And when you mentioned those gadgets earlier about the sort of things people were buying and then training from home. And I remember when a story when I first started and I saw this jacked bodybuilder um, using push-up bars. Right. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get me some of those and start doing push-ups. And he built a little bit of muscle, but nothing crazy. But quite often, when when celebrities or bodybuilders sell those gadgets, they didn't use those gadgets to get the physique that they've currently got. They're no. just, it's purely advertisement yeah. purposes. And, you know, a lot of these influencers, yeah, they, they probably do the hip thrust, probably do it quite regularly, but they probably also do other things too. Um, so quite often social media in general can be very, you know, misconstrued. You see a lot of people promoting a specific exercise or a product, but really it's a whole load of other things that got them there. The fundamentals, the things that we know build the physique is what got them there. Um, but quite often they're pushing a fad or pushing a product. Uh, 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 but, but that's not necessarily a hundred percent true now, is it? Because of performance enhancing drugs so actually the influencers that you're gonna see on tiktok is not even like arnold that sells out with fitness magazines and just goes and poses and says this is the arnold routine honestly joe weeder if you give me a couple more zeros at the end of that check i'll say whatever the fuck you want you know it's not even like we're going to that extent we're actually going to the extent like that the influencers and that aren't even necessarily even exercising all that much yeah the thing that is and it's really funny as well because people think it's not in the female fitness industry that only men are on you know the juice it's not true you've got women going for like swimsuit shows and competitions who are also injecting a lots of drugs have you seen that um that new show with arnold his new TV series on Netflix. I saw the documentary. It's a three, yeah. three four part. I've only just seen the first one and it's really interesting. And Arnold's amazing. He's really inspiring and it's great. But there's this one scene where he's like, um, steroids account for 5% of my gains. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Still, really good show. 
He means 5% of his gains this this month. Yeah. This cycle. <laughs> Steroids account for so much, guys. Don't underplay how powerful they can be in building strength and muscle. Especially if you're hyper-respond to it. Because that's yeah. what people don't realise is that it's not necessarily that you can get absolutely great gains and stuff like that from drugs. But you always have... Like the side effects, people respond differently to side effects, but the actual general effect of the drug, people also respond differently to that. So going back to the fitness uh, female influencer kind of thing. Yeah, we've got a lot of fig natties. There's a lot of that, but then it seems that the the marketing is the marketing for because obviously the marketing for for fitness and that kind of thing is is basically perfected now i'd say that that has been perfected certainly into the nine years i think the weeders probably did the most for really streamlining and creating a very simple system for mm -hmm. how to market whether it's supplements fitness programs whatever it is you know you can see before that and you can see after that that after that, yeah, there's a lot more psychological techniques that are being used. Don't underestimate the power of psychology when it comes to marketing and for delivering uh, good feedback as well. It's all about psychology. It's so much easier to make people think that things have improved rather than actually improving things. Yeah. With the female fitness industry as well, um, you know, it's, it's quite highly sexualized. We won't beat around the bush. It's yeah. Quite but so high, is the yeah. men, though, isn't it? It is, it is, yeah. Really? Sex sells, though. Sex sells. There we go. But you've got women who are wearing quite, I don't know, I say scandalous outfits. Skimpy things. Skimpy things. Face full of makeup, you know. But the reality is, fitness, it doesn't matter if you're wearing these expensive brands or not. You don't need to show up to the gym looking your best, okay? It's just about getting strong at the basics. And yet, you know, I feel a lot of people are going down that sort of path. I mean, you it might not be a great idea. I don't know. I don't wear makeup. But if you're going to the office or you're going out to work or something like that and you wear makeup in everyday life and then you're going to go to the gym on the way home, it would make sense that I'm presuming you're going to come to the gym. You know, you've probably changed into some fitness attire when you've gone in the changing rooms or something. But... By the end of your workout, certainly, you should look like shit, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, there doesn't seem to be... I don't understand how you could go and do a proper workout and not look like crap. Exactly. I don't know how people do. do it on social media because I yeah. post stuff up on social media. And even during the workout, I look like crap. I've got sweat everywhere. It, yeah. It's not... It's not pretty, okay? And by the time I finish my session, I'm pretty much crawling out of the gym. Like, I am done. So how these influences look good all the way through their workout, I will never know. Well, there's one true, true, uh, you know, time-proven thing. But it does come with a certain amount of expense if you're found out. And that's called fake weights. Mm, there we go. <laughs> the problem is, is that now the more and more people are lifting there more and more and more common people are looking upon someone's deadlift and such and thinking that didn't really make much of a crash on the floor it just lightly tapped the floor and that's supposed to be like 300 kilos yeah what up with that yeah i mean <laughs> we had the old athlete x scandal didn't we hey it's not just athlete X. No, there, are quite a a few more. there are female fitness influencers that yeah. i've seen as well there's the one girl who 
was uh, she was doing these, I don't know what they're called, but it's where you, you basically squat up against the wall. Oh, the wall sit girl. Yeah, yeah I know the, the wall one. sit girl. Yeah. And then she was getting people to stack 20 plates, you know, so like 20 kilo plates. So a plate on her, on her knees and stuff like that and kept going. She was stupid enough because she was called out on it to actually say, yeah, okay, someone come and challenge me. And they actually did challenge her. And after I think it was like two or three plates, she spilled she, it. It's like help, help. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> but it's pretty, it's pretty bad. But then that is fascinating in itself because she must surely know mm. that she can't do that weight. So, what is it that makes her think? Okay, if I have some third party or some other influencer coming that's going to challenge me, what makes me think that I'm going to get away with it? Is it to a certain extent that? she's actually convinced herself that she's that strong by using fake fake weights. I don't know. Could be. Could also be the fact that she just didn't think anyone would take time to come and actually call her out on it. Maybe. Could be that as well. I suppose when you dig yourself a hole, you've got to at some point decide, do I keep digging and go to Australia? (laughs) (laughs) Or do I just... Migrate to China. See ya. Do I ask for some help? Can you please give me a handout or a ladder or something like that? Yeah. This is funny, isn't it? This this sort of fake weights scandal is because I'm sure you've heard of Brad Castleberry. No? I'm not sure well, if he's even if relevant you're, anymore. You're asking like the listeners can speak back. It's a one-way thing. They I was talking to you. Was oh, <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I was asking you. Okay, I have heard of him, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's putting up some pretty mega numbers. But I'm pretty sure the weights are fake. And people have called him out at fitness expos and whatnot. And he just kind of beats around the question, doesn't step up to the challenge. His managers will step in and move these other people on. So you never really know. But really, if you've been lifting for over a few years, you can spot the difference. Like he's putting up digits that don't really fit his size. So it just doesn't really make sense. Well, I mean, the problem is, is that it, it, I used to think and I used to say it doesn't hurt the experienced person it hurts the the most vulnerable person which is the new person to all of this Mm. but i suppose after speaking to other people it does hurt the more experienced people because if you are a proper coach that is used to getting actual results yeah then that is affecting your business if you've got some person coming along and you know basically giving them a load of shit and just saying well you know you don't need to go to the gym you just need to buy that you need to buy some AAA batteries and then you need to buy this thing you put it on your stomach you buy breaks and then in a couple of months you'll have abs it's it's clinically proven to do something by science and it's like yeah right okay have you seen the shake weight i tell you what I've seen the shake weight. I've seen the shake weight. That's just, that was surely just a troll. You know, that's like, at no point did anyone think that's really going to get rid of their bingo wing, surely. Have you seen the South Park episode of the shake weight? I haven't weight? seen the South Park episode. It is comedy gold. If I highly I recommend it. it. Then I'll put it in the Patreon. It's um, so good. In the notes, uh, in the description. But um, <laughs> I had someone that I thought knew better. This is how, how, how good marketing actually is. I had someone that knew better because we all joke about these. These stupid vibrating um, ab 
uh, sleeves, I suppose you call it. You just like like a belt thing you put around your abs, right? Yeah. Everyone knows that they're shit. Most people knew in the 90s that they were shit, but they still have people that sell them. And I have one person that's been working out for a while, and they sent me this video and said, oh, they've actually invented one that works now. And I'm like, what What the fuck are you talking about? Like, oh, yeah, it's backed by the military and everything. And I was like, oh, no. my gosh, what is this? And they sent me this video. I'll see if I can find it for you. But this video of, oh, yeah, secret military technology. And then there's all of these basically models that are dressed up in fake military uniforms. And they've got, obviously, great abs, great physiques. And they're, like, using this vibrating everything. And I was like... You must have seen this on TikTok or Facebook ah. or in something like that. It's like, oh, yeah, it was on social media. It was The an power of marketing. It was an eh? that come up. I was like, no. It's like, just because they say that it is backed by the military does not mean that it actually in any way, yeah. shape or form is. Think for yourself, guys. Don't be a sheep. Also, my brother had one of those machines. This is before okay. I started lifting. Okay. I have this really vivid memory of my brother lying on our family couch with his top off, sticking these things to his abs, <laughs> which will give him little electric shocks. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? But I didn't know any better back then, so I was like, you get after it, bro, go for it. Maybe you just stumbled in on some private time and actually it's a kink. Because <laughs> when, when I used to work at, I used to work at a sex shop, some people don't know that. Probably people that don't know me don't know that. I used to work at a sex shop and there was these various new things that have come on the market that are that used to cost a lot of money, but now you can get them quite cheap. And they're like little kits, which are called Electro-Stim. Right. So they're basically, they're about the size of a, a remote control, but you plug various different, uh, let's say, apparatus in, <laughs> and it gives you electric shocks. And there's lots of different ways to do it, like pulsing and stuff like that. I'm yet to see any in Love Honey or anywhere like that that sells ones that are kind of ones that you stick on your abs. But they do sell the sticker ones. Yeah. And they sell various whips and butt plugs and dildos and things that you can stimulate <laughs> yourself with. I don't know whether someone just needs to, you know, poke each individual abdominal muscle with one of those. And maybe that might stimulate something. I would suggest doing it at the gym. I mean, at cool down at the end. So that might look a little... Get after you've done your cable looks. crunches. It might be a bit iffy. Wait, honestly... Like, some of the stuff I see in the gym is just ridiculous. Some of these, like, um, I don't know, workouts that are geared towards women I've seen are just stupid. Like, all sorts of, like, pulsing squats. And, yeah. you know, you don't need all that, guys. And a lot of those exercises as well have a very short uh, lifespan. There's only so much weight you can load on these exercises. So eventually, they end up in the exercise graveyard anyway, because either you get too strong or you're just simply not getting enough stimulus to mm -hmm. build any muscle. So you've got girls doing all these like pulsing squats and all these other funky exercises when really, you know, basics. Even if you're a female, get underneath a barbell, pick heavy shit up off the floor and pull it back down again. Do variations of squats and deadlifts, even machines like um, pendulum squats, even leg press, you know, lift heavy with exercises that have a very wide progression window. And you're most likely going to get way more results than this random program you've bought off of a TikTok influencer. Mm. Now, the training may look to a certain extent similar because if you're talking about the big five lifts and all that sort of thing, if you've got the average woman that's going to come to you for the average 
you know, problem area or the thing that they want you to help with as a personal trainer, then I can tell you the vast majority of the time is the same old words that come up. There's weight loss, mum tum, bingo wings, and this word called toning yep. as well, right? Yeah. There are all of the things that I'm not saying that women need to care about. What I'm saying is that is the words that 99.99% of every person that's ever come to me that's a woman for a personal training consultation, they've all said those bug words. Yeah, same. And they have no concept of how to do that. And the only way that they can think to do that is it must in some way, shape or form involve an hour's worth of cardio a day. Yep. Which is not necessarily true. So what are your experiences with women coming to you for the initial consultation am i right in thinking that it's that it really is that generic and that- uh, 100% yeah so i get the exact same thing so when women come to me and and they use that magical buzzword toning yeah. quite often they don't even know what that means no um which for those of you listening if you don't know it's essentially losing fat and building muscle okay so getting the muscle more visible but i don't want to look like she hulk exactly but they say i don't want to look like i don't want to build muscles like a man well unless you're taking you know testosterone you're not gonna look like a man you're not gonna have man muscles okay but if you want to tone then you need to build some muscle so you need to get a little bit stronger than you are now preferably a lot stronger than you are now and at the same time drop some body fat Okay, but yeah, I've had the exact same experience. Lose weight, tone, that's always the same thing. Yeah, one of the, it, it may be seen, I don't even know if it could be seen as controversial nowadays, but it's basic sports science. Um, the, it, unfortunately, it's mainly down to funding that there hasn't been a huge amount of studies and work being put into training female athletes and that in the past compared to nowadays where there's a lot more funding for things like that. So back in the day when you had studies and when you had, you know, research and stuff conducted, sometimes they would use females um, for that research. But a lot of the times if there was any kind of weird data, i.e. data that meant that women are responding to this or not responding to this, then if it's a huge amount, then it will be a footnote. If it's not a huge amount, then it would just be left out of the study and such so a lot of the female sports science is really only in the last kind of 10 maybe 20 years that things have really 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 come about and I'm not going to say that men and women are the same biological men and biological women are the same as what we're supposed to say now um, because a, a a woman is not simply just a smaller man which is what a lot of the time that's often what's thought. So the idea that when we say men and women, there is no male training program and female training program is not like that I'm saying that that is, I'm going back on that in any way, shape, or form. Because again, it's still, the body is still more similar than it is different. However, there have been a lot of things that have come to light, particularly with regards to, you know, hormones and stuff like that, women's periods. Mm-hmm. All of that can affect exercise and certainly from an athletic perspective can, can affect you if you're a female athlete. So, and that's from simple things like it, the wrong stages in your monthly cycle that 
you could be 30% weaker. It could be a difference between at the wrong stage of your cycle. If you're starting a diet, then those hunger pains are naturally going to be coming in. There's this whole thing about the menopause that now all of a sudden we're allowed to talk about that is even more complicated as well. You've also got pre and postnatal as well. And pre, postnatal. It is a very complicated subject. And what's weird is the fact that I... And me and you shouldn't have to tell a woman how complicated being a woman probably can be. And yet it was very interesting that the only way that most women, when they start the gym, seem to pick up that things are different is that, well, I must, I shouldn't be doing bench press, should, surely, should I, because I'm a woman. It's like, no. Of all of the things you've gone through in your life as yeah. a woman, you think that the actual exercises are the things that we need to navigate. No, we don't need to navigate that. We need to navigate hormones more than likely is the main thing that you're going to need to navigate. Um, And then on top of that, potentially the fact that pretty much every piece of equipment you'll ever come into in a gym was built for a six-foot man. Yeah. Because most of these things have evolved from you know, male sports and such, and most things in the gym, which I never really noticed because I wouldn't because I'm six foot one. But when I get ladies that have got really tiny petite fingers and things, yeah. the grips and stuff for some of the the, the uh, dumbbells, barbells, all that kind of thing in, in the gym, it's like, well, actually, it's really difficult for me to even hold on to that because it's not built for me. And I kind of think that's where I can see and understand some of these ideas of, well, we have some pink dumbbells. The issue I have isn't the fact that the dumbbells are necessarily pink, although pink's a tacky colour, <laughs> let's be fair. Um, it's the, not the fact that there are female-specific dumbbells or anything like that. My issue is that they only go up to three kilograms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the issue. And then they end up in the exercise graveyard because yeah. if you've been training for longer than a month, you're probably going to need heavier dumbbells than three kilos. Yeah. I will say this about the hip thrust though. One good thing that I feel like has come of it is a lot of ladies are now um, being exposed to the barbell. Yeah. Which is great because so many women who, who I train who are very intimidated by the weight section in general, yeah. let alone a 20 kilo barbell, you know, that can be quite intimidating for people. Um, so at least these sort of social media influencers are promoting some free-weighted, heavy-duty barbell training. You know, that's a great start. Mm. Now, when I get... Because I've got a lot of female clients, I probably... I have more female clients than I have male clients. Main reason for that is partly down to the facility in the, the type of gym that this is. Yeah. The second thing is that men never like asking for help. That's why they get lost and don't want to ask for directions. So... A lot of men will naturally feel like they, they, uh, I was going to say hatched, they um, <laughs> left the womb already knowing how to do the perfect bench press yeah. and don't need the help. Whereas a, a lot more women, it seems, are more inclined to say, well, actually, I'd like someone to show me what's going on first and then I'll, I'll be happy to carry on. And it's not just women that are scared to go into the free weight section. I've met a lot of men that are scared to go into the free weight section as well. Yep. Um but there is a disproportionate amount when it comes to male-female. It seems that during, you can watch this in junior gym. All of the teenage young boys, they're going to go away flinging things around. And they're queuing up hurt. on the bench press, yeah. And all of the, the girls are normally 
either in the in the in the gym studio. I almost called it the fucking yoga studio. <laughs> no, in the gym studio <laughs> on the mats and kind of dealing with light weights, or maybe on a machine or something like that. And yep. it's, it's really quite interesting how that because they're children, obviously, but how that carries into adult life. And I don't know whether that's just something that's been conditioned because there is a certain amount of conditioning when you look at the fitness industry. Yeah, there is. But how much of it's biological or what, I, d- I don't know. I've never really studied that sort of thing. Yeah, it'd be interesting for people to do studies on that, you know, like mm. the psychology behind it. That'd be really interesting. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, the reality is a lot of females are scared to lift weights and they are scared to get underneath a barbell, which is a shame because if you're looking to lose weight and build muscle, that is exactly what you should be doing is lifting up heavy shit, putting it back down again, building your muscles, building your strength, and you'll see an incredible like recomposition if you stuck with that for a period of months, years. You'll see a lot of progress. If you want to be able to get on and off the toilet on yourself and wipe your own ass at the age of 70, 80, 90, barbell training is incredibly important. Now, you hear all about strength, 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 but people don't think that a lot of the problems that we have in older age are related to weak bones and yep. weakness in general. And actually, it's one of the five biggest killers with regards to why old people actually die. Yeah, you it's falls. And I, I honestly had that the other day where a woman came to me for training and she said she has now been recommended. All right, guys, that's it for the regular edition. Please come and join us on the Patreon where we get into some nitty gritty topics about being functional, about strength standards and about general health. And hashtag smelling salts. And hashtag smelling salts. <laughs> we'll see you on the Patreon.